Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by the Purple Power Ranger, Nick Baby. Hello. You well? (laughs) Yeah, very well. Yourself? Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah, and your girlfriend's favorite podcaster, Lance Rivera. Hello. <laughs> Purple Power Ranger. Yeah, I don't remember him. No, that's what I, I said. <laughs> <laughs> I got dropped at last minute from the program. <laughs> oh, you got caught. Yeah. Well, you know, I put it in because during you know, you know my interview with Pyro at the end, because yeah. when we went to see him, I thought he looked like a Power Ranger, so I asked him if Rita Repulsa invaded the Earth. Which five Brit wrestlers would he be as Power yeah. Ranger? Yeah, it's quite a fun conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was released I last Friday. So check out. Oh, I loved it when I was little. So, I was probably too old still when it was on. I think it came out when I was like <laughs> I did like, I did, I did enjoy it. I've never really got. I never really got into it. Oh, there's always one, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, firstly, a yeah, huge thanks to all our lists. Uh, May 2020 was our most successful month ever. Um, even in the height of V2 football, when we were getting nominated for awards, we never got over 15,000 plays in one month. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so again, yeah. Hooray! Um, Woo! Yeah, thanks again. Um, listeners, old and new, so... Um, the network will still be evolving over the next couple of months. You'll notice a few changes, but we hope they will be for the better. So um, for more details, just follow us on social media, keep your eye on our Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date. So, so best place to start, I reckon. We'll do the NXT TakeOver In Your House predictions. So that's happening this Sunday at the Full Sail University. It's the 29th TakeOver, and it will mark the 25th anniversary of In Your House. So, um, at the last in your house was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in February 1999. Was that, that the one, one where either. Austin faced McMahon in the steel cage match? I can't remember. When Paul White <laughs> came out from under the ring. Was it? Wow. That's 21 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Good win. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a follower then, I'm afraid. Um, a bit before my time. Um, the last that, in that, was in my, that was in my lap. Fan phase. I that was, was in the car. <laughs> if it was nine, I would have been five. What do you mean you're telling me you weren't into wrestling? I, I was born. I was born in May '99. So yeah, this is February '99. <laughs> oh no! no. I, thought, I thought you said May '99. No, I wasn't born then. Never mind that. <laughs> February '99. Oh, I was definitely not born. Uh, just sneak out and then sneak back in again. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I was quitting sixth form to go to a computer course in February 99. So, it's making me feel old because I'd left school, but. 
<laughs> you left school, you were five, and I wasn't even a thing. <laughs> right, so this will be the first TakeOver event at Full Sail University since 2016. Uh, TakeOver the end. Have kind of an old school feel about it, even though they were. They'll do I was going to say the crowd would be electric for it, but... Yeah, so I wonder if they'll do the, the development stuff in the crowd like they did on Raw and SmackDown this week. I'd imagine so. I'd hope so. Yeah, I can't see why they why they wouldn't. Well, what well, I think would be quite a nice touch as well is if they used actual wrestlers as well, potentially hmm. as well. Just um, obviously, again, I don't want to run the risk of them the actual wrestlers getting involved. But if they're if they're just solely crowd members, solely sort of cheering and booing the bad guys, obviously there has to be within reason that you don't want to like wreck storylines by having them there mm. or discredit anyone but I mean getting the odd sort of few superstars who aren't doing much and if it fits their character then I, I don't see why why they couldn't go in there as well so I know um, Eric Bugenhagen and Chelsea Blackheart did the roles definitely the yeah. role did it he does that as well so all you can see on Raw is just this green hair <laughs> that's off. clear that's, she, she stands out the most yeah <laughs> Right, so we might as well start with the NXT title match, um, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Adam but, um, Cole, <laughs> baby! Before we get into the match, um, Adam Cole just passed a year as NXT champion, so I thought it would be good, probably a perfect time, if we discuss kind of his best moments in NXT. So I've kind of picked out five to focus on. Well, that's, could he have made a better debut than that NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, where he attacked a new crowned NXT champion, Drew McIntyre? along with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, kind of establishing himself straight away as, like, the biggest heel in the company. <laughs> it was an amazing moment. It just came out of nowhere as well. I wasn't expecting Yeah. The camera wasn't even looking yeah. at Drew at the time. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought it was a great moment. Really great moment, I thought. And um, I think it helped. Two things massively helped as well. The crowd mm. reaction, because obviously it's not one of those sort of WWE reactions where on a main roster, potentially, it would have been the case of some people cheering, obviously diehard fans cheering, and then some people being like, well, who the hell is this guy? Sort yeah. of thing. At least an NXT crowd, everyone knew who he was. So that helped, and it was a, a major pop. And um, and also Raniello as well. Obviously, again, the GOAT or commentators, um, he was fantastic the way he sold it with mm. Fish and O'Reilly coming out and then Adam Cole. So no, I thought I thought the debut was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. And what 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 better way to make a moment than attack the current NXT champion? It's not like they they came in like two matches in. They actually closed the takeover show as well. So um, no, I thought it was the perfect perfect way to introduce a brand new star. Yeah, no, absolutely amazing moment where he stood at the top of the ramp. They posted everywhere after the night where he, he just stands there and goes, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> yeah. And the whole crowd does it with him and it's absolutely deafening. It, it was fantastic. I still remember doing that on the review afterwards because we used to do the, um, take our reviews on the Sunday. So I think it was me and Oliver did the review for that one. So <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> All right, the next one, he became the inaugural NXT North American champion. That's NXT or that. Oh, you were there. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went all high then. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that. Uh, I know. See, this was really. Obviously, I want to get into this a little bit later on when we go mm. into the big debate. But this match was amazing. I, I don't want to focus too much on the match because we could be here for a while. But um, no, his the pop he got as well. I, I've said it on the show countless times of how either 
well, the undisputed, but in particular Adam Cole was the whole weekend route there. Mm. So every bar and everything was either Rusev Day chance or Adam Cole baby sort of thing. Um, yeah, this moment was amazing, really big pop. And um, yeah, I think this, this did establish him as he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. The fact they obviously have, they put the belt on, uh, well, a new issue for Star uh, spoke volume, but I think it also, it was just a great night for him as a, as a whole as well for the Undisputed Era, because later on, I think he did double duty that night, because uh, I believe Bobby yes. Fish was injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he was also in the uh, the tag match, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Pete Dunne, Roderick, that's when Roddy, Roddy Strong turned on Pete Dunne to join the, the era. Yeah, it was, yeah. wasn't it the final of the Dusty Rhodes Classic and the tag team yeah. title match? Yeah. Correct, yeah. Really, another great match. Such a good takeover. I was there. That's why it was yeah, so good. It was just exactly. It was just his night, I think, as well. The ladder match was amazing. We know that. Him winning it was amazing. But I think the whole night was, um, I think, was his night. And the fact that it just left everyone purring and, and wanting kind of more in it. It, it was the night of the Undisputed Era. And it really built them as, the, well, in my opinion, the biggest stable in the company at the moment. It always really reminded me of when uh, Evolution walked out of the pay per view with all the all the titles. It always reminded me of that. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. All right, next up, um, so in March nineteen, he became the number one contender when he defeated uh, Velvety and Dream Ricochet, Alistair Black, and Matt Riddle in a Fatal Five Way. Then we go on to NXT Takeover New York, which I'm still confused why I wasn't called Brooklyn Four. <laughs> When it was in Brooklyn at uh, the Barclays. <laughs> but he was defeated 2-1. Completely two different one. place, guys. Promise <laughs> <laughs> <Probably No>, <laughs> If Vince says it is, then it is. <laughs> it's Brooklyn 4. It was Brooklyn 4. It was 100% Brooklyn 4. <laughs> so Carl was defeated. They could have got around it by having it in another venue in New York if they really wanted it. Don't do it in bloody Brooklyn at the Barclays. Could have done it at the Garden. already held previous yeah. NXT. Yeah. How stupid do you think people are? Honestly. <laughs> Alright, so um, Cole would be defeated 2-1 by Johnny Gargano in a 2 out of 3 falls match. But... I remember being absolutely gutted when Adam Cole didn't win. I was convinced he was going to win. Well, so was I. Was I know we're that... doing it about Adam Cole, but I, I was gutted. I was delighted Gargano won. Just <laughs> just for the um, just cause for the moment it was for, for, Johnny, for Johnny winning. Mm. And everything, but no, I think the one thing with this match as well, it proved that WWE is in just safe hands when you've got the NXT just outperforming the main roster every time. I mean, takeover is just always better than I think for the last sort of few years, not going to include this year, but I think for WrestleMania 35, 34, probably 33 as well, maybe even 32, takeovers always outperform WrestleMania's. Yes, and this was just no exception as well. The match was amazing and. I think as well, it just leaves again leaves the fans purring that this is the future of WWE, and it's just the excitement of of ones when they do move up to the main roster of that we can see the product going back to sort of how it was sort of thing when you get these sort of style of matches because it it was amazing. Yeah, I've kind of I've kind of grouped as like trio as series where Gargano was like one moment, even though it was three amazing matches. So then he received a rematch against. Gargano at NXT TakeOver 25, where he defeated them for the title. He'll then successfully defend it against Gargano in another three falls match at TakeOver Toronto in August that year. So, but these were like three 
as a series, it does feel, probably... feel like one moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Now you have said it, it does feel like one big match, which is <laughs> weird. Just one big feud, wasn't it? And yeah, with um, Gargano and and um, Tommaso. But I think um, with these ones, you just don't get bored. That's the thing. It's just that every match they find a new way to to sell the match, a new way to uh, amaze everyone watching, and. I think I speak for well. I'd like to think I speak for every wrestling fan out there, and so they can never get bored of watching Johnny and Gargano Adam Cole do their thing. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's probably a, a series of three matches up there of like Flair and Steve Boats, like then on that level of will go down and legend. Yeah, I think so. it just it uh, just depends on how time looks at it, doesn't it? When looking back. Yeah, I put this one in purely because it's a Brit, so um, he def- and again successfully defended his title against Pete Dunne at Survivor Series. So it was like the first time the NXT title had been defended on a the main roster show. I remember that the lead up to that was really cool. I really enjoyed that when uh, they had him on Raw and SmackDown wrestling Seth and Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. The build up to Survivor Series, while he was like the big figurehead for NXT, I thought it was really really cool. Right, and then my final moment is he again successfully defended the title against um, Tommaso Ciampa after receiving help from both the Undisputed Era and then from Gurney Gargano when he attacked Ciampa with the belt at um, Portland. We're going to Portland. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, this, oh, sorry, that was a Matt Riddle. That was a really bad Matt Riddle impression. That was another fantastic. And I, I know that this one is easy to focus on the obvious the major mm. the main talking point coming out of that was obviously another tell in the Gargano Tommaso feud but mm. yeah it was another kind of obstacle for um, it was just another obstacle obviously for Adam Cole in his ongoing quest mm. um, and as I say I think the, with him again it's just another match that establishes him as top the next NXT roster with Adam Cole as well with all these matches and how great they are I always think that he um, I always think that when he does move up to the main roster that he should just be pushed right to the very top from the off yes, in my definitely. opinion not just none of this sort of going up I'll have a feud with someone like Dolph Ziggler <laughs> uh, no that's no disrespect to Dolph because someone who's yeah, okay, I want to go straight to the top straight in a match with whoever the champions at the time and how the hell they should have done Finn how Finn was going to be pushed before he got injured he was like yeah in, definitely in, yeah he should definitely come in like that straight away I was just about to say that he should come in like that and he should he should be the champion as soon as he comes up really he should be one of them shock ones where you think oh he won't win he'll probably lose and we'll go about our business how we were but then he actually does win and takes the uh, the WWE title the universal title I think, I think Nick would cream his pants if <laughs> Otis cashes in. <laughs> then it's Otis versus Cole. <laughs> uh, I would, but I would think no. I don't want to. I would be angry with that. <laughs> oh, straight away as soon as he gets his title, you hear Dan out. That'd be great. And uh, he gets a t- he gets destroyed by the yeah, yeah, there yeah, as soon yeah, as he yeah. wins the title. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm, I'm all on board for that. <laughs> right, so that brings us to this Sunday where he's against the Beltane Dream so the step for the match is um, last chance um, for NXT Championship if Dream loses um, during the reign of Adam Cole so if you enjoyed the build up to this match yeah it has been it has been interesting I feel it a bit been, um, been good. 
with these two, I feel a bit sorry for both of them because it was a kind of a rivalry that started when the pandemic was well, starting up. So they mm. had a bit of the audience in there to kind of not really book stuff, but it kind of loses the the excitement of a, of it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, when obviously the crowd disappear. Um, so I feel like it's been a bit, dist- I feel like it has been a bit distracted, the feud, and it hasn't got, this is just my personal way, then I believe Adam Cole wasn't on the show and stuff for a while, because I think he was quite, he was in quarantine, I think he was self-isolating, I could be wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, he did a lot of vignettes from his, by his pool, wasn't he? For yeah. Yeah. It just felt, it feels very stop-start the feud, and I feel like, I, I think the match itself will deliver it on so excited for the match itself um, but I just feel I haven't got that excitement out of the feud that I first had just simply due to the stop start and, and again I know it's I know it's convenient to blame it on the pandemic but it's kind of true so um, no um, as I say I, the match will deliver there's no question but yeah in terms of the feud it's it's been it hasn't helped because of the pandemic um, which is a shame for both guys and um, I think it's also such that I mean, usually when you go into when a feud gets going, you kind of want to see someone take the belt off. But I think if a feud's going well, then you want to see the challenge to take the belt off. But as the feud's been pretty crap because of the result, I can't say I'm too excited to see Velveteen take the belt off. Cole, I'd, I'd happily just keep it on, Cole. I said it started off really fun with the way he was um, getting into Roderick Strong's head, wasn't it? To, to eventually yeah. get him into trying to get him into a cage match so that he could get. Adam Cole, one on one in a cage. It was a roundabout way of doing it. <laughs> a long winded way of doing it. It was a long winded way of doing it. But it was very interesting, wasn't it? It fit with the character yeah. very well. Yeah, and the uh, way he was out, felt in Dream, the only person he was following on Twitter was um, Roderick Strong's wife and stuff. <laughs> Mind games and stuff. So, <laughs> so. Uh, so I, was, I was just thinking that uh, Adam Cole's probably going to be taking this because I think if they're going to have the Velveteen Dream win, they most likely want it to be in front of a crowd as well. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I feel like it's not long until we're going to be able to have people be in front of a crowd, especially when they're talking about like, the FA Cup final being in front of people at Wembley, having like 20,000 people there. I think, um, I think the likelihood is that they may hold off for a while just so it can be in front of a crowd. Because obviously he's such a, a liked performer. I feel like it would be better with a crowd there. And if they can hold off and get people in for Brooklyn mm. and kind of just continue with the build for this match and continue with Velveteen Dream being the Velveteen Dream and doing all his, his weird roundabout way of doing things, the way that he goes <laughs> yeah. off on massive tangents, that very Bray Wyatt, but with a lot more flair to it. Like if Bray Wyatt and Prince had a really cool child. <laughs> Yeah, I can't see Cole losing, not in front of a crowd. It would be a good time for him to do it if we did have a crowd, though, I think. Because obviously he has just become the longest reigning champion. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind him trying to beat like Pete's done record, so it's like 400 and something days. So you could say he's like the NXT. I'll give him like a proper huge reign. I think with Cole as well, it's not like a rain. I don't know. I don't know you guys, but it doesn't seem like a rain as well that's got boring or anything like that. It's certainly nothing like obviously we used to see with Cena's long title runs or anything like that when you just wanted any old any Tom Dick and Harry to come and take the belt. <laughs> I think with with Adam Cole, it generally does seem exciting. I'm actually more excited to keep on and see. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing who he can face next, sort of thing. With with I say with the Dreamer, 
I think it was when when the Dream faced Tommaso at the takeover for the belt. That was it was a War Games match where it was an inc- yeah. it was one of my favourite. Yes, ever, yeah. Um, so. It was one of my favourite take- takeover matches. Um, eighteen, I think it was twenty eighteen. I want to say, yeah, yeah. Um, that was amazing. And um, so I do, I do really like the Velveteen Dream. But as I say, I think as the rivalry's been so stop start, just yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And that's pretty more just for the rivalry. I'd rather keep it on Cole. Having that, by all means, they want to keep the rivalry going, and for for it to sort of take a new turn, the rivalry then. That I might have a different opinion why one the time the next takeover rolls around, which will probably be around SummerSlam time. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> I've a different opinion then. Alright, so next on my list, we've got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus Shirai, triple threat match, NXT Women's Championship. I think this will be an absolutely quality match. I think it'll be great. But I, uh, my, me personally, I can't see Charlotte losing it already. I think she's definitely going to hold on to it, but I think the quality of the match is going to be great. I'm in two minds. I can either see Charlotte losing it and then have, moving back to Raw because now just to fill the Becky void. Yeah. Because she seems to be getting into a bit of a thing with Oscar this week on Raw. Yeah, she did. So maybe it is a possibility for her to lose it. But then, Io Shirai you... would be a good one to lose it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I was thinking Shirai. They're in a good situation, aren't they? Because... Every triple threat match you're just so easily you can so easily protect superstars um, there's just so many angles you can go down I mean the obvious booking would be have Shirai or Ripley pin one another that way Charlotte's completely protected she's lost the belt about being pinned and then she can move on to Raw with her feud with Oscar potentially for the Raw Women's Championship um, but even oh, you're right. oh yeah you could, have, you could have Oscar distract Charlotte as well yeah there's loads of ways you can, and yeah, Oscar could kind of, yeah, and there's there's loads of ways you can go about it by protecting all your wrestlers in a triple just, threat match. Just imagine just and... coming down, kick her in the face, and then dancing back, shouting Japanese. <laughs> 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 she has been the star of this, like, empty arena. Oscar's been amazing, she's been my like, favourite. <laughs> Yeah, she's been great. Io Shirai's one I've really been. I thought she was my favourite women's wrestler for the whole of um, or one of the my favourite women's wrestlers for the whole of twenty nineteen. Mm. Um, her Ripley. So it's kind of it's kind of not. I mean, this match was given back in sort of January. Um, I think you, you'd been saying it's the pretty the three arguably the three best women's wrestlers that on, on well at the moment on the planet. So um, I think it, that the match will be. Really great, really looking forward to it. But the good thing is, as I say, that, that everyone has kind of got protection as well of how, how it gets booked. Um, but for me, EO um, Shirai to win for me. I'm just looking forward to uh, the moonsault off that we're going to get between Charlotte and EO Shirai. <laughs> <laughs> who, who can do the better moonsault? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with. I don't know who's going to win, but I know I'm going to go with Charlotte's going to lose and then move back to Raw to fill the Becky void. But yeah, I'll go with Shirai. Yeah, my mind is uh, my mind has been changed, and I'm going to go with Shirai as well. Right, cool. Then we have uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. This 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 will be an interesting one. I think it will be a uh, a good match for Finn Balor. I was looking forward to uh, working with Walter for the uh, for the uh, the NXT UK title. Yes, but obviously that's been null and voided until later in the year. Have they announced an August date? Am I just making a I think they did. I think they did. Um, but until then, I feel like this is kind of something just to fill his time. 
yeah, so he can go back to, to say, doing what he was doing. So if they want to keep Damien Priest still in with the Keith Lee, like the North American title scene, they kind of, I think him beating, even if it's by shenanigans, beating Balor would be a good way of getting him to number one yeah. contention. I'm thinking that as well because obviously you need to keep him involved with them, them two. Um, I think it's probably just a natural thing for him to win. Yeah, but then, it, then you can also just wash it away for Finn Balor as well because it is still Finn Balor. You could get Imperium to distract him. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm saying it's distractions in every match. <laughs> you could get Imperium to <laughs> distract Balor. More shenanigans in Ventura. Yeah, but then that will carry on the the Walter feud yeah. forward as well. It makes sense. If, so, Balor, I mean, this is just one storyline which has kind of annoyed me with Balor. Is he a face or is he a heel? I think it's he's a, pro- been one proper not been a tweener, isn't he? He just doesn't... He's just, just what he wants. <laughs> he hates everyone. It's just, it's just... There's been no clarification. I know tweener's quite good. We haven't had a good old-fashioned tweener for, for a while. Um... It's usually, I mean, tweeners are usually a very good way to use it if someone's sort of in the process of turning from a, a face into a heel, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, no, I've not, not been sold on this, to be honest. Um, and Damien Priest is someone I think gets a bit of unfair criticism. He's kind of sometimes I sort of think of him as like the Baron Corbin of NXT, yeah, um, which I disagree. And I, I, I think he is, I think, I think he's a bit under, underrated and Damien Priest, in my opinion. Um, in terms of the match, I think I, just, though, I, think I, I just don't like his name. I just think punishment, punishment, Paul Martinez is such a cool name, and then Demon <laughs> Priest is like <laughs> punishment. Martinez, oh, his name always reminds me of like you know those fake wrestling figures you'd get, like the petrol station or something. Yeah, <laughs> the power lamp. <laughs> yeah, and it was like oh, punishment Martinez versus Crusher something usually. But... Crusher Hogan. <laughs> You're like, isn't that meant to be Hulk Hogan? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I used to get I used to get Isaac them all the time. The would last about ten minutes because the head would fall off. <laughs> <laughs> but he loved them. Every time we get to Poundland, we had to buy him. <laughs> so, they only a quid for like four of them, so we didn't mind buying them and be breaking ten minutes. <laughs> and you look at them and you're like, that that's definitely meant to be Batista, isn't it? And it's yeah. like some fella just in a pair of red pants and got a goatee. Yeah, the Finn Balor, um, Damien Priest. Um, I just feel with Priest, it kind of the name itself. I think just sort of suits his whole gimmick. To be honest, um, especially yeah, I, I think it suits his gimmick. To be honest. Cool. So who do you, who do you think is going to win this one? Then I'm taking Damien Priest for this. Valor oh. for me. I'm I'm going to go with my yeah my my theory that Imperium are going to do shenanigans and that will over that storyline. Um, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano, North American Championship. This has been a quite a quick feud, but it's been quite an interesting one so far. So, I'm surprised they didn't make it like a mixed tag. It's, it's all been fun if they had um, Candice and uh, what's her name? Me yeah, involved in that. Wow. Well. Just complete mind fart. Then I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really interesting what they're doing with Candice there at the moment, especially with like the, the whole new look to it. Mm. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a bit different, especially with Johnny Gargano being more of a heel now as well, and her moving on with him. It's quite interesting. 
Yeah, because the last couple of months it's been he's a heel and she's just been going, Ooh, why are you so horrible? Yeah. Stop it. Come on, what are you doing, son? Pack them it in. together, being the bad guys. It's a really great, great combo. And it, it's so weird to see her without her blonde hair and everything. Because mm. especially since like, she's had it for years and years and years on, like, when she was wrestling with um, at PWG and everything with um, Joey Ryan. Yes. It's so weird, but I like it. It's it's a, it's a refreshing change. Yeah, because they could have Keith Lee lose here, and then at Brooklyn have Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, and that's when Cole lo- loses it. Which Keith Lee? That would be good. Because I think that that's probably the biggest match they could do at the moment. The big, the big yeah, thing. especially with everyone being so popular and everything. Like with Adam Cole being the most popular. Heal, I suppose, and then <laughs> Keith Lee just being so popular in general. Yeah, I think with Keith as well, he was going before, again before the crowd sort of disappeared. He was getting, he was well over with the audiences um, mm-hmm. at NXT. So again, he's one really unfortunate timing. Um, we've, I see this is a tough one because I don't, I don't want to dis, I don't want to sort of uh, do the the North American title injustice, but I feel like Gargano is it's kind of pushing a step back for him. Um, I know, obviously, there's only so much you can do because you can't have him, you can't have everyone compete for the NXT title, especially when it's already on a heel with Adam Cole. Um, and a heel Adam Cole versus a heel Johnny Gargano obviously wouldn't work. Mm. Um, so, I would, I'm all for the match and all for a potential rematch, but I would still keep it, I think I'd still keep the title and keep Lee for now. Um, I just think it's, I just think, yeah, I don't want to see. I, I just don't want to see the go the belt go on. Gargano, I don't think. Yeah, I tend to <clears throat> I tend to agree. I feel like Johnny's been there and done that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. But I'd, I'd say I'd love unless they do it. Keith Lee as and he'll be double champion. Cover that would be interesting. interesting a nice winner takes all match. I do like a winner takes all. Oh, I do as well. Since WrestleMania six, I, I, mean, was I didn't watch it at the um, time, but. <laughs> my favourite ever winner takes all was um, Backlash 2001 where it was all the titles but it was the tag titles the Intercontinental oh, and yeah. the WWF all on the line between the Undertaker and Kane and Triple H and Stone Cold I'm not saying <laughs> obviously then chuck like more wrestlers into it but uh, I think for yeah, the NXT title in North American that, that could be quite cool to take the belt off Adam Cole and keep Keith Lee looking extra strong I guess <laughs> This is a conversation for another show, but I'd love that once they get a few more NXTs around the world set up, that the NXT Championship becomes a Roman title, and then the, NXT, the North American title becomes the main NXT North American oh. brand, and then like in that old NWA type thing. I was about to say, you just turn <laughs> that into cool. the NWA. I, I'd like that. I think that'd yeah, probably that's be the best. I think, to be honest, I think that's probably what they're most likely setting up, especially since Triple H has spoken so highly of the territories. In like previous interviews and everything, I think that's definitely something that they'll be looking at doing because they are looking for NXT Japan, aren't they, at the moment? Japan, Germany, Australia, yeah. and Saudi Arabia, I think the ones, and Mexico, I think they're, like they're on this map when you're talking I about it. That would be amazing, right? Because I think they should have bring, a Roman they, title and everything. When they have NXT Germany, if they break back the European Championship as like a mid-title between NXT UK and NXT Germany. But, yeah, that, that would be good. <laughs> but we're getting, we're getting tangents. <laughs> <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. 
Carrion Killacross. Oh, no, I saw the awareness. Carrion Cross. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. Best it just reminds me of a real parent. Yeah. Um, I feel like... See, I want to say it would be Killer Croc. Uh, Killer Croc? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen Cross. <laughs> because uh, just the way he's being pushed at the moment, especially with Scar- Scarlet Bordeaux and everything, how, how highly they're being touted around. And Tomasa Champa doesn't really need the win at the moment. No. So I feel like um, Killer Cross would be would be better off with the win. Especially if the rumour's true that he's only in NXT for a little bit, just to learn the, the WWE style, then he's going to go straight to the main roster. So he's only here for a little bit, you might as well keep him strong. See, I've been thinking for a while that Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano should... More Johnny Gargano should be on the main roster at this point. I'm surprised not. <laughs> Especially bet- after that whole deal where they were on TV for ages, like on Raw and SmackDown. And then they just suddenly... They had that weird thing where it was DIY versus Ricochet and Black. On yeah, the no, it was DIY versus the Bar <laughs> as well. That mm. was... Um, I think that was... that. Again, I don't think injury... I think injury didn't help. So I think the idea was to... They were DIY just on the brands. Then I think the plan was for TakeOver was Gargano versus Champa for the title. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. someone got injured. Tommaso got injured, Tomaso I think, and then that was that that yeah. just ballsed everything up. I think. Yeah, but I think oh, look at this card. It could be one of the best NXTs ever, uh, takeovers ever. So. Yeah, definitely. No, I think it'll be a really solid show, and I think it'll be it'll be really entertaining, especially if they build a house. <laughs> Give away house. <laughs> if I they just feel the house, isn't I'll be gutted. <laughs> It's it'll be a great takeover. I just can't help. I just think the part of me just thinks it just needs it needs a proper audience. Um, mm. I just think these takeovers and it's that's again no disrespect. It will be a great watch, but I think for it to be a classic takeover, I, I just think it would need a crowd just for it to be that extra better. But yeah, the matches. I mean, you can't argue for you. the card is strong, really, really strong. But I just worry about the lack of audience. It won't be a legendary takeover. Hello, this is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon, the Shockmaster, the B-A-double-D, Big Steel Man, and you're listening to BBGWrestling.com. All right, so it's time for the first round of a question of sports entertainments. Lance is question master again this week. It's me versus Nick, obviously. <laughs> I like how you say again, just to rub it in a bit more. So what I've got for offer... haven't been question masters for weeks. It's always you and Mark. <laughs> I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get you back. <laughs> promise you. Oh, it's going to be me or Nick next week, isn't it, by default? It's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've got this week to keep the theme of NXT, uh, I want you to name as many NXT champions as you can. Okay, so who's going Who's going first this week? I was going to say, Nick won last week, I should go first. Yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Uh, Steph Rollins. Yep, the first NXT champion. Can I say the current champion? Yeah, of course. Okay, I'll go Adam Cole, baby. Okay, so that's one each. Um, Alistair Black. He's definitely one. Drew McIntyre. That's 2-2. Two, two. And seeing all this. That's 3-2 to Chris. Um, Bobby Roode. 
Yes. Nakamura. Yep, Nakamura. Um, has Johnny Gargano been said? No, he's not been said. Okay, I'll um, I'll say Johnny Gargano. Okay. It's Massa Champa. Yep. They're nearly running through them all now. Yeah, now I'm to wonder who who has. Um, did Sami Zayn hold one? Yes. Sami Zayn did hold one. Yes. Okay, it's that five all. It is five all. Yes. Okay. We haven't missed a shot yet, so we're into sudden <laughs> death. Yeah, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was a NXT champion. Um. Oh God. Um. Oh, I'm struggling now. I'm going to take a gamble. Has Neville hold, held it? Neville has held it, yes. Yes. That's 6-6. Six, six. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas has held the NXT Championship. At one point, he was the longest holding NXT Champion. Can't be many left. How many left. is there to get in, t- <laughs> to get in total? 16? 17. 17. Right, seven, so oh, there's quite still a few more to go. Um, let's take a gamble. Tyler Breeze. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick, fuck. Nick, Nick. No, Tyler Breeze has not been the NXT champion. Two obvious ones. We haven't said. We didn't say Finn Balor or Samoa Joe. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or Biggie Langston. Biggie Langston. Oh, Nick. Yeah, oh, back to winning ways. So it'll be another round, at least from the show. This is Impact Wrestling star Big Mike Michael Elgin, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Next, I think we've got a fun segment for you. So we thought to celebrate both NXT and the history of In Your House. We have decided to book a fantasy card of the modern NXT versus the roster of the In Your House video game. <laughs> So, the my question the... is: Did they have the powers as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, the roster of the in, in your house video game, we have to choose from Bret Hart, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, The British Bulldog, Goldust, Amber Johnson, Triple H, Vader, or The Ultimate Warrior. So, we've each picked two matches each. So, Lance, what is our opening contest? Excite the crowd. So, our opening contest is scheduled for one fall. <laughs> one fall! <laughs> and I thought I'd take a whole nice British theme to it, and I've gone with the British Bulldog versus Pete Dunne. Oh, that's a good contrast in styles. Bruiser I think it'd be absolutely... I think it'd be absolutely brilliant, especially with Pete Dunne's um, emphasis on technical wrestling, obviously, with the Bulldog's uh, technical style as well. But then you also have Pete Dunne's ability to wrestling similar style with Daniel Bryan or Owen Hart with mm. he's a, can be a very fluffy lad as well and do a lot of flips. Which is great to contrast with the Bulldog who's a very he's a big powerhouse wrestler when it comes to wrestling the smaller guys. So I think it would be a really good contrast in styles and it would be a very fast pace and uh, just an amazing match. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nick um, you had the horse battle. Yep, so uh, I've gone for Matt Riddle. Um, I know, obviously, spoiler, he has moved up to SmackDown, but for this, he's still in NXT, still going strong, and he's <laughs> taking on Vader. 
Um, I was thinking of putting Vader against like a really um, high fly wrestler, but I don't think that would fall into this kind of category of match. No. Just because I know Vader's a big fan of flippy wrestling. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do with this match? This is how I'm booking the match. Vader's mm-hmm. going to cut a pro. It's going to be similar to the Matt Riddle Trent Seven match I saw at AM Progress Super Strong Styles tournament. Vader's mm-hmm. going to cut a promo about how much he hates NXT, how much he hates people like Matt Riddle who don't take the product seriously. Then he's going to say, ring the bell, and then Matt Riddle's going to kick him in the head and win one, two, three inside five seconds. <laughs> oh, like poor Vader. Against, um, like Cassius Ono. What's that? Yeah. Take over match or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happened there as well. Yeah, you're spot on. <laughs> right, so I, <laughs> I had the tag team title match. So I'm thinking Ahmed Johnson and Goldust as a strange bedfellow team. <laughs> WWE, <laughs> WWE always love to book guys who are feuding in tag team title matches for some reason. <laughs> so I think it'll be a really interesting match like the United Unit of Imperium versus the Explosive chemistry of Ahmed and Goldust would be a lot of fun. <laughs> so. Oh my god. That would be brilliant. Uh, Nick, your North American title match? Uh, so I've decided to keep it on. Well, yeah, Keith is the current champion, so he's going to take on the heartbreak kid, the showstopper, Sean Michaels. In a pajabi oh. prison man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say a pajama match. Then. <laughs> a pajabi prison match. No, it's um, going to be a Keith, straight. It's going to be the greatest Keith, match. Modern Keith Levis the '95 Michaels would be amazing. <laughs> it certainly would be. And one spot's going to happen is Shawn Michaels going to try and run and attack him from outside the ring. Keith is going to shoulder barge him. He's going to fly five rows into the crowd. Um, <laughs> good luck getting 95 Shawn Michaels to agree to that. <laughs> no, um, it'll be an, it will be an amazing match, and I'm going to put Shawn Michaels over. I think I want to level it out. I, I buried, <laughs> I buried the old roster. What about the attitude era? I buried that in uh, with uh, Riddle winning the final second. So just to play fair, I'll um, level yeah, it out. This, with, is, um, this is not quite attitude era yet. I think this is late new generation. I was going to say, this is new yeah, generation. I say, I, yeah, I think it is, to be fair. Um, but yeah. So you I, can I'd bury wait. them all you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'd wait to stop, so just to rule out any burying or any uh, unfair. I'll, um, yeah, so I had Matt Riddle winning in five seconds last one. So this will be an awesome 20-minute match with Raniello on fire on commentary, the crowd chanting NXT, this is awesome, fight yeah. forever. <laughs> and in the end, Shawn Michaels wins. I like to think there'd be dueling chants at this show of NXT and In Your House. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, watching, uh, watching Last Ride and remembering that Saudi Arabia show that Sean came back for, um, Sean was definitely the best part of that match. He was nice the best that match. Yeah. He so was. I stand by the Hey, I watched Last Ride, so I had no choice to, but to think about it again. <laughs> and uh, I well reckon he could come back and do another run. Didn't he say if that match was good, he would have? Did he? Oh, no. Because that match was no. awful. No. <laughs> Don't down. say that. Because <laughs> then we have the 95 bastard Sean that everyone hated, apparently. And then you come back to 06 where he's born again Sean. And then you come back again for the last one where it's baldy Sean. <laughs> well, the fans loved him in 95. It was just, he was an arsehole backstage. So. Yeah. And, but that's what it's, that's how it's remembered, isn't it? It's like yep. lady, ladies' man Shawn Michaels, 
from '92 ni- onwards. <laughs> there we go. We'll go with that. And then born again in, <laughs> from '02 to 2010, and then yeah. Baldy Sean from 2019 forever. <laughs> uh, so what's what's the NXT title match, lads? So I was going to go with Shawn Michaels in the NXT title match, but somebody had to go and take it early on, didn't they? <laughs> Love you. So what I have gone for is I've gone for Owen Hart versus Johnny Gargano. <sighs> Owen Hart, who should have definitely had a run with the WWF title, can finally get his hands on the NXT title instead. If I'm if I'm booking this, and yes. we can have one of the most technically brilliant matches that we will ever see. Oh, that'd be an amazing match! <laughs> because imagine how much everyone loves Johnny Gargano, but imagine how much everyone would be behind Owen Hart as well. And it, you know, the atmosphere I reckon would be absolutely mad, especially with the modern day crowd who appreciate work rate more yeah. than just the spectacle. I think it'd get a Hogan uh, Warrior reaction that kind of match. Especially after watching Dark Side of the Ring, where um, Chris Jericho mentions that how uh, Owen would have definitely had a re- uh, his re- career would have been rejuvenated one year after he, he passed, uh, with Eddie coming in and Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko all coming to mm. WWF. Like, imagine the matches he could have had. So, how's this sound for a main event? So, we've got eight man tag war games. Pitting a team of former WWF champions, Undertaker, Brett, Ultimate Warrior, and Triple H, versus former NXT champions, Balor, Champa, Gargano, and Tyler Bates. Oh my god. <laughs> Tyler Bates, Tyler Bates. <laughs> Someone <laughs> book it, you can still book that match. <laughs> you probably could. Well, Warrior's dead. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh no, you just have like a replacement. <clears throat> put, um, you could put Hulk Hogan in there instead. The other half of WrestleMania six. I've mentioned WrestleMania six so much tonight. <laughs> so were you there? Were you there at WrestleMania? I was there, that was there at WrestleMania six. I remember it like, like it was yesterday. <laughs> I think we've made an amazing card there. So maybe somebody could do it on one of the WWE two K twenty one. They'll be able to watch yeah. it. <laughs> but, or or maybe like four games well. on twenty one. So got to be streamed. Well, it's not twenty one. They'll bring not twenty one. Twenty two. So. Oh, we've got to wait then. But think about the anticipation. Hopefully, you listen to our show and they put my idea in to play. So, so it's Don't wait, I'll, do it. <laughs> I'll I'll come back in like a year's time, find the entire card, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll stream it. Because <laughs> I I'm sure wrestling will not be back by that time. So we'll, we'll everything will just be streamed on online. No wrestling, no crowds. <laughs> See, I've been wondering the other day, will that be a mode in uh, 2022 on WWE? It's on, on, on 2K mode. Oh, on 2K13, and there's a no crowd mode. Yeah, because of the arena. Yeah, because yeah, you have to relive the Rock versus Mankind, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. We've got a quarantine mode on 2K13. Quarantine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mad Dog, Mike Angus from TNT Extreme Wrestling. Make sure to listen out for Broken But Glorious Podcast with me, the Mad Dog, Mike Angus. Rock on! Alright, so it's time for the final match of Question of Sports Entertainment, uh, Lance. 
Okay, so to wrap out this one, we are currently standing at seven to six. And what I'm going to ask you now is can you name all the participants in the first ever NXT tournament? Okay. Do you mean what, what one back in 2010? The, the original, no, the original NXT Championship tournament that Seth Rollins won. Oh, okay. Oh, God. How many people? Did it start off as 16 people? No, it started off with the quarterfinals, so there was six, seven, eight. There was eight participants in this. <laughs> and Seth Rollins won. <laughs> hey, it's me to go first, isn't it? <laughs> it's you to go first, yeah. <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> in fairness, I'll take that, yep. <laughs> he was in the final against Jinder Mahal. Oh, I have no idea. Um... Well, I've said him earlier, but I have uh, Gamble, Cesaro. Cesaro was not one. Michael McGillicutty, wasn't it? Oh my god. Yes, Chris, yes. I'm I'm surprised. <laughs> I looked at this earlier and went, I'd have no idea who was in this, but this will be fun for everyone. Late last year we started watching NXT from the beginning, so it shouldn't be uh, a I should have done that. Um Tyson Kidd. No, mate. Tyson Kidd was not in this. Bo Dallas. He was, yeah. That's uh, that's three to one. That's my next guy as well. It's ten to ten to seven. He was my next pick, Bo Dallas. <laughs> if you get this one wrong, Nick, I believe that is it. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong, aren't I? Um... That's a defeatist attitude, I believe in you. 20, when was the 2020? Think of all the jobbers on the main roster in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Gabriel. Justin Gabriel was in it. <laughs> Late comeback. If Chris, if Chris gets this one, he has won. Neville in it? Was Neville in it? Uh, no, Neville was uh, not in it. Oh. Um, how many more was there? You've had four currently, and it is a three to one. Three two. Three, sorry. Two. So if, yeah, three two. So if you you get this one, right? Um, Jobbers in twenty twelve. Um, oh, there's a few I want to say. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Got to push you for answer, Nick. Yeah, right. I'll just, I'll just come out and say, Adam Rose. Do you know what? I will accept it, but it was under his original gimmick of Leo Kruger. Oh, oh yeah. So the score is at three three. If Chris gets this one, he has won. Oh, um, Mason Ryan. Oh mate, no, right? Mason no. Ryan was not one. Oh. 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 We've got three <laughs> left to pick from. And we're into sudden death. Oh dear, oh dear. Um <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some jobbers. In twenty twelve is difficult. <laughs> um I can think of some jobbers, but I don't know whether they're actually on the Oh, um, okay, one I'll go for. Um, 
um, those dudes that came out on the on that bike, um, but not the low right of that. that um, <laughs> the one who went on to be Sin Cara? Yeah, like oh, Camacho or Hunico. Uh, neither of them were in it. Mm. I mean, I've so you can take it here, Chris. <laughs> Why did they come out on a bike? It's meant to be Mexican, on it. Why, why did Michael Coe say in commentary he wants to have one then? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want a sweet bike like that, man? <laughs> Imagine riding around the estate with that. He or Michael Coe was the best, by the way. Please don't say that again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Ew. Richie Steamboat was big in the early days of Alex's team. So I'm guessing he was in it. Is that, is that your guess? Yes. And Chris, mate, uh, you have won. <sighs> Richie Steamboat went out in the first, uh, went out in the second round to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> so who you were missing was Drew McIntyre. Wow. And yeah, Richie Steamboat in the end, sorry. Yeah, those were the two. Drew McIntyre? I don't remember him being Drew McIntyre NXT. lost to Seth Rollins in the first round. I don't remember him being an XT at all. But... Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Yeah, Drew McIntyre lost via pin so to Seth all Rollins. The th- all the three MB, basically. No, there's no Heath Slater. It was t- two thirds. <laughs> so we had Richie Steamboat versus Leo Kruger, Bo Dallas versus Jinder Mahal, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, and Justin Gabriel versus Michael McGillan. Cuddy. Because you want an awful name. <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> I mean, Kurt's Axel wasn't much better, was it? it was Kurt. Yeah, it was. What, do you, see, do you remember on the, his original title? trying it was Kurt Axel, and then he realised, oh god, it looks exactly like Kurt Angle. <laughs> so he had to suddenly see or suddenly Curtis. <laughs> I don't know why they just didn't like him using his real name. Joe Hennon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure when he turns up in NWA or something like that, it's going to be Kurt Head. He's going to be Joe Hennig. Yeah, I, I think it's it was a much him. better name. His dad, was, his, his dad used his real name, didn't he? Yeah, he So I was is. like, yeah. <laughs> right, idiots. This is Mr. Williams, your Wrestle Island GM, superstar, film star, wrestling star in the UK. Make sure you listen, subscribe, like. It's broken, but glorious. Podcasts. Idiots. Get it done now. It's our BBG big debate. So last week's question was the greatest one-on-one match in WWE history. And here's the results. So in last place was Mark. <laughs> I don't know how Rock versus So Cold WrestleMania uh, 17 only got 50% of the votes. But, I have no idea either. <laughs> but um, as Mark's not here, um, Nick came third. So he'll be going first this week. Um, Lance again was the winner. Thirty-nine percent of the vote for Taker versus Shawn Michaels. So Lance, what are we going to debate this week? So what I've gone with with the theme of in your house twenty-nine and obviously NXT twenty-nine, uh, going with the best takeover match of all time of all of NXT. Ooh. Okay, Nick. Um, so 
believe it or not, I was at NXT New Orleans in 2018. (laughs) My favourite match then uh, was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a match match. Um, could be a night talk about how great the show was itself, but when it comes down to business, what what a booked what a booked storyline this was going into it, uh, especially the stipulation that if Johnny was to um, if Johnny was to lose, then he's he's done with NXT. Um, it was quite cool as well actually on the on the day we was at the um, fan access and Daniel Bryan was interviewed in the ring and doing a charity sort of um, a piece, and he said. Well, I'm going to be watching an NXT take. I'm excited because as soon as Gargano, if Gargano Gargano was to lose tonight, I'm signing straight to a contract to SmackDown, um, <laughs> which was quite a cool soundtrack. Quite a, it has that bit of realistic feel, but no, amazing match. And I love the ending as well with the whole knee brace coming off, sort of Tommaso luring Gargano in, then, well, sorry, the other way around, Gargano luring Tommaso in, then putting the submission off. And then, yeah, the celebrations after the signing house, great pop and a, just a really nice feel-good moment. Um, to um, Obviously, what, what was to a fantastic week when I was out there. So, yeah, Gargano, Gargano versus Tommaso. Cool. Uh, <coughs> for me, it's uh, the first War Games match. So it was when the Undisputed Era defeated the Officer Payne of Roger Strong and Sanity. So I think this match was fantastically memorable and it was a nice tribute to the War Games used in the past, but it wasn't the same to the 80s and 90s one. It kind of brought in modern influences such as weapons, and they didn't have a roof on it, so they could do high spots. Um, yeah, it was a great match. All nine guys just busted their asses. The utilisation of weapons was done in an intelligent way to keep the story going. It's brilliant. And it instantly made stars of the Undisputed Era. And again, Cole went on to become the first North American champion currently the longest reigning NXT champion and Fish and O'Reilly could be considered if not the best, definitely top three greatest NXT tag teams ever. So I think that's just a, a star making event. And Killian Dane came out of that as a star as well. I know it hasn't gone great for him since but yeah, he was probably the star of the show I think. Yeah, that's my show. So the one that I have gone with is from NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. From the night before the Royal Rumble, uh, the first five-star match in NXT history, I have gone for Johnny Gargano versus Andrade. It was an absolutely amazing match. I remember watching it before the Rumble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just sitting there in absolute awe, being so excited by this match. And... It got me so invested. I was sat there rooting for Andrade, like, which is mu- very much against the grain. But I'm a big fan of uh, CM. Yes, absolutely love him. So I was sat there in absolute awe as these two went at it. And at the time, I was thinking, how can this be anything less than five stars? And my God, did it did it live up to the hype? Yes, it was, it was also the first match since 2011 to get the uh, five star rating from Dave Meltzer. Next pick from last week. Yes. <laughs> All right, so there are choices are um, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa from TakeOver New Orleans, the 2017 War Games match, or Olnus versus Gargano. So on Wednesday lunchtime, I pull Twitter up. I pull up on Twitter at, under our new Twitter, BBG Wrestling, and the winner will get to pick next week's debate. So before we go, um, do you want to plug anything, Lance? 
As always, my uh, T-shirts are still available at lanchevera12.bigcartel.com. Uh, yeah, and sizes are still available. And, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, again, as always, we've got plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, last week, I released interviews with Pyro. And on Monday, I released an interview with Alfie Brooks. Both really fun interviews. As I said before, Pyro discussing Power Rangers was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, um, this Friday, I've got an interview with another one of Lance's friends, um, Dougie Matthews. Oh, Dougie, big Dougie. <laughs> and then on the Monday, I um, released an interview with the inventor of the Sunset Flip, the Pan-Arabian champion Sunset Skip. Both really fun chats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter, it's BBG Wrestling. Check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. And good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>